Jennifer Wakeman, fabulous news director here only six short years ago, but now executive director of Drive, and uh, everything she touches turns to jobs, and so we that, appreciate that. Former news director, but now executive director of Drive, and great staff, what, uh, probably a half a dozen people Almost. on your staff? Yeah, there are five of us total, yep. All right, so just a fantastic group that's really making a lot of things happen. And uh, one of the questions I want to ask you, I'm not going to do it first, but is... Uh, if drive didn't exist, how long would have it taken for some of these things to happen that are happening around here? But we'll we'll do that in a moment. Uh, we're going to ask you to tell folks what drive is. Believe it or don't, that is the most asked question on our social media. I know. What's I, drive? We were talking about that in the office yesterday because people were responding to Facebook posts from yesterday's announcement, and we were like, oh, they still don't know who we are. Okay, we'll keep plugging away. Um, but drive is an economic development council of governments. We were formed originally by Columbia and Montour County in 2015, and in 2020, uh, Northumberland, Snyder, and Union joined, so we now have five counties um, with seats at the table. Um, and we were designed really to be the boots on the ground of economic development um, for our member counties. A lot of what we do and what is different than what some of our other public partners do is we engage actively in real estate redevelopment, in um, site selection, so companies looking to come in from out of the area. We had the announcement a couple uh, last month about the uh, plastics recycling company that's coming to Point Township. That was a project we worked on um, with our partner, Focus Central PA, for about 18 months. So we do that kind of work. Um, we are kind of the resource we interface with the um, local uh, municipalities, whether it's supervisors, planning commissions, planners, things like that, to help help companies who are coming in who don't understand the Commonwealth system, don't understand that, no, you have to go to the supervisors or you have to go to our local planning commission. These things are not run by the at the county level. Help them understand what does it take to start a business here. Um, the other thing we do is we partner with other public entities like CEDACOG. Um, they provide a lot of technical assistance. Our job is to get the information from companies that are already here. Hey, what do you need to stay here, to grow here, to thrive here? What are, what are your pinch points? What keeps you up at night? We ask those questions and then we can go to our public partners whether it's CEDACOG or the Bucknell SBDC or the Wilkes SBDC or um, the chambers or foundation groups you know find out what they need and then help them get those resources that they need. Well, we've had some economic development people around here. Counties used to have a part-timer. He, he like also ran Veterans Affairs, but he ran economic development or something like that, although Jim King did a fabulous key, job. Key term, though, you mentioned. Pardon me? Part-time. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but G well, I think Jim King was probably full-time. But in any event, um, different counties probably had some devotion to, quote, unquote, economic development. <coughs> but you're doing the gluing of pieces together and the go-between and the flying and the phones and the Zoom. You're you're really, it's, it's more of an attack mode than just a help mode. Yeah, really, we look at ourselves as kind of the the connections uh, or the network. So we're the ones, There's a, there's something is going on, whether it's a new company coming in or company with an issue or whatever it is, we very much view ourselves as we don't necessarily have the skill set to fix your problem, but we know who does and we can get all the right people in the room at the same time to have that conversation to figure out what it is that you need. Um, so it's really about making those connections, having those resources at your fingertips and knowing a little bit of is, you know, some of it's luck, some of it's, you know, gut instinct, some of it is actual knowledge um, and putting all the right folks in the room. So it, it's... No, isn't some of it taking the initiative 
Well, yeah, to, and working your to tail do off. What you're doing? <laughs> I mean, at, at some point, market like they had part-time economic people. That's fine. They were veterans affairs. They were maybe code officers, or you know, oversaw different things. But to to really go after economic development. I mean, there has to be an understanding of really of A to Z, and you just one of the things that drives me crazy is the uh, problem in Pennsylvania. Problem in Pennsylvania attracting businesses because of the unfriendly business atmosphere. When you're talking to somebody in in Dallas, Texas, going, well, geez, if I go down 81 to Virginia, here's what they're doing. Here's what West Virginia's doing. Here's what Maryland's doing. And all of a sudden, why would I come to PA? Right. Well, that's our job is to sell. We sell not only the state, but then we sell the region. And I think taking a regional approach makes a huge difference as well. We have a lot. uh, We have more opportunities by having five counties. And I think we can all agree that that a rising tide uh, lifts all ships. And so, you know, a new company coming to Northumberland County does not mean that Northumberland County is the only beneficiary. People in Montour, in Columbia, in Union, in Snyder, they're all going to work there. They're all going to benefit from, you know, the economic impact of having, you know, something come into any one of those counties. So being able to have that larger conversation and represent a larger region, I think, has been really beneficial. We're really fortunate to have the support of the county commissioners, one of each from each county sits on our board then we have community members as well um can't say enough about my board they're kind of awesome um but but in this regards though uh is what what you guys are doing because we've only it's sexy to talk about attracting new businesses always yep but the the guts here is retaining the businesses and expanding the businesses like you did with the coffee mm-hmm. and we do so p- part of the situation is when when if you own a manufacturing business in Pennsylvania and you're looking in the paper and you're seeing this new business coming you might not be jumping for joy because do you have to compete for those workers because one of the things we have a problem here in Pencil in central Pennsylvania is there is a lack of skilled and unskilled workers in the volume needed because you see the uh, companies trying to get workers. So Well, and that's everywhere, though. That's not just here. That is literally across the nation. We don't have enough. There, there. We were just talking yesterday about this. There was a study at Burning Glass uh, that Burning Glass did um, that if every single American who was able in that 16 to 65 I think is the you know considered you know workforce age people if every single one of them went to work in some capacity tomorrow we would still have 1.2 million jobs unfilled we don't have enough population the population has been on decline for years so there have to be different solutions and I I'm like, this is not the place to get into a policy discussion, but maybe this is the place to get into a policy discussion. No, but but here's the deal. When you look at the larger manufacturers around here, and especially woodworking, ag business, um, the you know, grocery stores, uh, you know, when it, when a new business comes in, I know some of these executives aren't jumping for joy because now they have to compete, which is not a bad thing to a degree. But then you look on the national level, I just came back from D.C., and you look at Congressman Lloyd Spunker putting in a H-2, I think it's C visa legislation that would allow workers non-ag, so it would be warehouse workers mm-hmm. and, and those type of unskilled workers to be able to get visas for three years. But again, uh, retention, I always think, is the key around it here. Is. If you can grow somebody's business, 
it, it puts a lot. Bringing in a business looks good. You guys get to cut the ribbons and everyone looks happy. You guys dress up. Looks good in the paper every now and then. But it seems like the politicians edged you out this morning on the paper. So I, think, <laughs> I got the inside. It's I rather, all right. Hey, I, I, hey, I will say this. To, I'll say this to Senator Gordon. Hey, let Jennifer and Linda, they're more, far more photogenic oh, than, uh, okay. than the senator. But anyway. Uh, but retention well, is a key, yeah, though. Retention is uh, a lot of what we do because the it certainly is less expensive to keep a company that it, it's just like a customer, right? It's less expensive to keep the customers you have than to go out and find new ones. So that's a lot of the work that we do. The other piece of it, though, is that I think is important to talk about is it's not just about like we don't bring in new companies just for the splash of it you need to have a vibrant economy and as something is coming in something is always going out and you need to keep things moving at all times you, otherwise things just sort of stagnate it's kind of like there used to be when i was in sales kind of you know it was like it's a bathtub the drains open you want fresh water coming in and let the sale water go out and so that's sort of how why you have to continue to diversify your economy if we had everything in one industry and that industry goes belly up Let's look at coal, you know, as an just as an example. Um, you see what happens when an entire area is built on a single industry. So having that diversified economy allows people more options. It allows businesses more options. Um, it we are we're also seeing companies that are looking at coming here because there's someone in their supply chain that's already here. So there's some of that, and that's sort of been a new piece of the puzzle um, that has seemed to come into play more with the pandemic and with the supply chain disruptions that occurred because of that. Now, what about jobs? You're doing a lot of work that's going to bring in more jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, you've helped cut ribbons on things or talked about or released information of hundreds and hundreds of jobs, probably 500 jobs here, but we have 612 job openings mm -hmm. just in Sunbury. Right. So why is, it, why is it ideal to keep attracting more businesses if we don't have the workers? Right. Well, I think uh, to some extent we do. We are always creating new human beings and there there is really a pipeline that can be created that's actually something that we're working on with one of our partners making more babies and, yes mark that's my job <laughs> okay. um in columbia county we're working with one of our partners to actually develop a talent pipeline um specifically in manufacturing um but generically across industries in manufacturing and it really looks at you know what are those critical jobs that these companies need in the immediate term and then also in the next one to three years and it's working with um, all of the education partners getting everybody speaking the same language and finding out where is their capacity or how do we need to increase capacity to help people train to help create workers who can come in at you know maybe the entry level and move through and stay with that company not necessarily to have to stay with the company forever that's not necessarily the goal but to give them a career path where you don't have it used to be you get trained, you get hired, and then you are deployed into a job. Now it's hire, train, and deploy, and then repeat. You Do put you them back into another, you know, you, you retrain them to move them through your workforce. And then you're constantly filling, backfilling. I'm just, this is just an example. As a manufacturer, you bring somebody in as, you know, laborer, 
great. They have this skill set. You continue to train them so you can move them into the next thing and the next thing. Certainly there is, so there's a lot of opportunity for developing skilled labor, but sometimes you just need to get folks in the door and get them sold on, yes, I want to work. Yes, I'm going to come to work every day. Yes, this is an opportunity for me. <laughs> yes, this is a benefit. We're not going to have that conversation. We'd be for, here for hours. Yeah, if you can uh, try that. Yeah, but uh, the, my, my question would be, have you gone down to the elementary, the high schools and the uh, Votech schools? It sounds like Central yep. Columbia. Central Columbia certainly has an interesting academic mm -hmm. narrative that yep. they do up there, a format that seems to be very pro-career-oriented, uh, yep. go to college or go to work. Uh, of course, Southern seems to have an athletic and academic uh, prowess up there that can't be overcome but uh, for the most part it sounds like Columbia County is doing things right in those regards but so you're down at the Votech schools you're down mm -hmm. okay so yeah there, it's, I mean, we, it's not necessarily us but it's the partners we work with mm -hmm. the Columbia Montour Chamber Foundation does amazing K through 12 work um, in workforce um, the advanced central PA which are is our workforce board they do incredible work getting folks you know information and, and running the career links and operating those and helping people find the training that they need supporting the training that is required with some grant funding from the state um, you know our universities I think are doing they're really seeing that there's a market here and a need for um, advanced training for workers and and how can well, we fill those needs and people talk about the brain drain but I, I look at them, I say well the brain drain is not necessary a bad thing from this standpoint that if you have people who grew up in this area that leave acquire different experiences uh, maybe get married have a family bring their business back or bring their talents back to a business that's a positive if we can attract people back but mm -hmm. losing young people, I mean, go and find. I mean, the world's your oyster. Go, uh, go chuck. You know, go, <laughs> go shuck pick it. Up some skills. Go shuck it, and then come the back later uh, with with the experience and add to the valley where you grew up in. That's a yep. brain drain. Is not necessarily a negative thing unless you want to make it like, oh, we're losing all these. But no, how can you get them back possibly? Right, right. and that's something we talk about a lot is uh, the livability aspect of the region and the community development. It's kind of the other side of the coin of economic development. You have to have a great place to live and be. And for people to want to live here and work here. I literally could talk to you for days about this stuff. I think there's so much the public could really learn that, about that might be economic development. <laughs> and, well, but I just think, you know, this idea of, I, I don't think... You should have reaction on her face when Something you said she said, that. that's so true. I don't think people think businessmen, business leaders, men and women, have trouble sleeping at night sometimes. Oh, I think they think, oh, well, I'm oh. just raking in the money. You Mark, know, we I'm can't, all happy. We can't get into it, but I've had conversations, and I'll just say this. It's called your backside factor. On Wednesday, when you're looking at your company, and you got payroll coming up on Friday, and you're mm -hmm. sitting there, and your backside, you're sort of, you know, you're getting tighter and tighter, and you have to go do things to make payroll. You talk to people who've had to go sell things, hawk things go into a line of credit too deep to make payroll, and then it works out, and those people have chutzpah. Those, those women and men that have done right. that. Right, so that's just one that's thing. that's an interesting part you know, of what, it. What, you know, I asked Bob Zimmerman that one night, what keeps you up at night? And he says, nothing except for the 73 families 
who mm-hmm. work for me. Not yep. the fellow in the shop, not the girl at the counter, but the families of the mm-hmm. people who work for me. Keep me up at night. Sunbury Community Hospital. Tell me all about this. Yeah, apparently we own that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get? You, do you really get a deed? Do you have a deed? Yeah. Oh no, no kidding. Yep. Yes, oh, it's it's fu- was recorded yesterday, as I understand it. So, did you ask yourself yeah. why are you so lucky? Yes, I actually <laughs> did a couple of times. We were joking about it yesterday at the announcement because we've been working on this with um, Senator Gordner's office and and the senator himself. Quite frankly, he and and Representative Culver were intimately involved with this process. Um, they were the ones who actually brought the opportunity to us, set up the original introduction to the folks at UPMC to even see if they would even consider it. Um, we went through it a couple of times and we're like, yeah, no. <laughs> Honestly, that was our first answer. What like, changed? What? It did. Uh, what changed? Um, one of my board members, well, actually a number of my board members, these folks have guts. I love them so much sometimes. Uh, they said, if we don't do this, who will? That's a really good question. Um, and this is really what we're here to do. We've done it before. We keep, you know, we thought Sunbury Textile was terrifying when we when we acquired that property uh, through the same process, and that worked out swimmingly. I guess is the only way I can describe that. Although I've I've said a lot of times since then, we may have set the bar a little high on that one. I mean, mm-hmm. we finally took ownership of it in December of 2020, and we're out of it by July of 21. That is not normal. <laughs> that is not normally how was things there, go. Was there anything going on in the world during that time? Oh, no. yeah. Is, uh, how many <laughs> square feet is the hospital? Is that even possible to encapsulate? I think people think of the hospital as being a lot of rooms. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's got to be you like know, a two, million square feet. It's, yeah. I've got a number somewhere because it's multiple buildings, too. It's not just the one big hospital building, which is kind of the big terrifying. But it's a whole physical plan. I mean, there you know, there's... Mm-hmm. Thank God I have people on my board who understand how these things work. You know, I am certainly not an engineer, and I'm not an expert on these things, but it's it's a little bit daunting. Um, I think it's several got, hundred thousand square feet. Yeah, and you got 12 acres. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, yeah, the Sunbury Textile was 500,000 square feet total, and it was 57 acres. Um, we divided it in two, and off we went. So, you know, I think this is – there are some interesting possibilities for this. Um and you got lots of nibbles already. Yes, okay. there have been, a, and I fully expect when I open my email or get to the office today, there will be a bunch of phone calls because now that it's public, um, you know, I expect people will come out of the woodwork to some extent to say, "Hey, what about this?" or "I'd like to be involved." And I think there's probably, a, I think it's probably going to be a pretty big tent um, to allow a lot of people in to have those conversations and see what actually works. It might take multiple groups, people, whatever, to make it happen. Bobby D, you got a question for our guest here today? Yes. In fact, uh, yesterday, uh, my sister and I only live a block away from the hospital, so we we witnessed everything that came down, and uh, it couldn't come at a better time. And as far as this Susquehanna silk mill, uh, my my grandfather, like 55 years, uh, and then of course the uh, I guess it was built like back in the 20s, and like the hospital, the original hospital, I think was in the 1950s. So those are sound sound structures to invest in. Okay, what I was going to ask her was uh okay it's fine for for um okay local co- well okay like local companies or local business people but what about somebody from out of state or out of the area that 
wants to expand their operation in the Susquehanna Valley. Yep. Could they use the hospital? Yep, we'll ask her that. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank yep, you. Yep, absolutely. Um, we actually have a marketing partner. Uh, it's called Focus Central Pennsylvania. It's a consortium of seven, made up of seven counties that markets um, the properties and the the and the land and all of the the things that are available for development in our region. And so we will certainly use that. Um, that resource. Uh, Lauren Bryson is the executive director of Focus, and she does an incredible job of connecting business and site selectors from out of the area with our region and representing our region and marketing it. So that's that's the the methodology we would use to bring somebody from outside. What would you like to tell us? We're just about out of time, but what uh, would I like to tell you? That yeah. uh, what's going in the hospital? I <laughs> yeah, I got asked that yesterday too. I really can't say because I really don't know. I think casino right? luxury apartment. You know, you have to think about the surrounding environment, and that is a really nice neighborhood around that hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're not going to put something in there that doesn't fit with what is happening in that area. So you don't see it being a convenient market with a gas pump out front? I doubt there's going to be a uh, a gas pump, but I think there's a possibility to put some commercial retail, make it a little mm-hmm. more. I mean, it's a very walkable neighborhood. But one thing you did say people might not realize, that's a self-sufficient piece of property it is. with its own power plant yep. and its own infrastructure in there. So it's it's pretty unique. Yep. And what the caller talked about when it was built and that's the way they were building them back then. So Yep. What else? Anything else you'd like to tell us? I mean, I got a hundred questions. Yeah, we. Uh, it's it's an exciting time in the in the region. Um, I have never seen it this busy. Now I've been doing this five years, and Lauren and I talk about this a lot. She's been doing it for twenty, and she said this is unprecedented level of activity that she has seen in economic development um, in her entire career. So there are a lot of really fun things happening, and I I have to say there's a lot of support both from the counties, the city, the legislators across the region. And, you know, to continue to create these vibrant economies, to make us more resilient, help us overcome some of the things that, you know, when something like Merck says we're leaving, okay, mm-hmm. y- yes, that's upsetting, but at the same time, there are 300 more jobs coming down the pike. So I think there, there's a lot of there's a lot of possibility. There are a lot of things to be excited about. There are a lot of things to look forward to, and I hope folks will get behind that. Well, I, I think one of the big things you talked about, though, boots on the ground. Okay, that's something, but you guys are proactive in what you're doing. So the implementation of your mission statement Mm -hmm. means more. You're getting results, and that means people will jump on and help. Right. What keeps you up at night? <laughs> My cat. <laughs> and your and your girls. No, oh, they're big now. They don't even they're keep They're grown up people. I got one out of the house. It's crazy. Mm, that is weird. All right. Jennifer Wakeman, fabulous news director here only six short years ago, but now executive director of Drive. And uh, everything she touches turns to jobs. Look so we that, appreciate man. that.